Hello. <laughs> welcome back to the Flurry Sports Podcast, and welcome to my TED Talk. For those listening, head to YouTube. I'll make sure to get this video up right away. Jake's learning along with you. We're and we're going to be learning today. Jake has no idea what's going on, but you know it'd be rude to say that this podcast also doesn't, as always or like always, feature Jake Osmond. How are you doing, Jake? I'm, any thoughts? I'm doing great. I need to know when the last time you wore that tie was. <laughs> I mean, I was going to be a history teacher, Jake. So I know, I know you were. I was like, did we dust that out from the teacher collection? Yeah, sure did. Sure did. There's a constitution on it somewhere. Uh, we the people at the very bottom right there. Uh, otherwise, we are here. I, I just needed something strong to wear because I have a very strong topic. And Jake, you know, we always have questions that we ask on this show and questions that we seemingly will never get answers to because it's like, you know, what will Vince McMahon do? Nobody <laughs> knows. What will the NFL do? They avoid the question. But today, Jake. I had a question, and it's a question everybody's asked. Does Miller High Life <laughs> taste better when it was purchased from a gas station? Now, you probably assume, yes, of course, it tastes better when it comes from a gas station. What are we doing? What are we talking about? But, Jake, yeah, we assume a lot of things. I mean, right? Like, we've assumed a ton of things. And when we assume, it makes, makes an ass out of U of B. We assumed Tom Brady would come back and at least win a playoff game. Did he do that? No. We assumed the DeMar Hamlin situation broke the curse. Not that he was part of the curse. We know, <laughs> you know, it, it, we, we assumed a lot of things. And we assume Miller High Life is, of course, better from a gas station. But today, we will put that to the test, Jake. Because I have here. No, you didn't. You got to drink. It's incredible. This, this one, of course, we could see it. This is from the finest quick trip. But this, this one is from Festival Foods. Both conveniently located near me and purchased <laughs> less than 10 minutes ago out of their cooler, still cold. Festival Foods one. I almost grabbed a lukewarm one, but I realized I was cutting down on time. We needed the cold one. I would do anything for a cold one. And now we got it here. So, Jake, you know, we got the hypothesis out there. Now, we, we need to know, like, what are the questions we need to figure out? What are the answers you have? And what's your assumptions? What do you assume is going to take place in this experiment here? I assume they're going to be equal. Mm, that's very, very accepting of you. Uh, because I think most people, most catch you do have a master's though. Let's get that out of the way. That's right, baby. College student development. I think that covers beer. K State. It always covers beer. Uh, that's 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 <laughs> the slogan. Ask Skylar Thompson. Uh, but most people would assume the gas station one is better, probably because it's only been purchased at a gas station, at least in my experiences. So here <laughs> we go. Here we go. First one, quick trip. Mm. Great pop. Mm. Great pop. The, I'd get a great pop if there was a crowd here, too. They would be on their feet. They would be posting all sorts of sides that I would go and rip up. Classic wrestler move. Maybe a little tease for the end of the show. People watching on YouTube, there's an end of the show. Go look it up. But first, a quick trip, Miller High Life. The champagne of beers. Mm. 
Mm. Classic taste. The one that you come home to, you smell it on your father's breath. Yes. <laughs> Why did you get home so early? Yeah. This is the one. This is the one crisp, reliable. But Jake, Festival Foods one. I think this might be better. You think so? It might be better. I mean, it's classier. It lives up to the champagne of beer's name for sure. It was More vintage. I didn't, have, I didn't have to dust it off when I grabbed it. Hmm. I think it was cheaper, which is surprising. It has to taste better. Hmm. Well, let's find out. Ooh. Mm. I think the first pop was better. The first pop was better, and this is only something I can experience. That one felt better. Oh, really? Okay. It had a very, very tight seal, and it just felt right. It was all one motion. There's no hiccups in the process. It was Got very it. good. But the only thing that matters is the taste. So let's find out. Now, it, it there's a distinct difference, Jake. Really? Okay. There is a distinct difference. Let me just test it really quick. This is a great, this is the best opening we've ever had to a show. I agree. Wow. Okay. Wait. Very different. Festival foods, sweeter. A little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more of a mouthfeel on it. You know what I mean? Back, yeah. back to the tug. Um, I would say there is more bite to the quick trip one, more of a hams like bite that I think you would be familiar with. Jake. I love, I love a hams like bite water with a bite hams. <laughs> True. True. This water is so spicy. Uh, man, that's a, that's a hams that you're drinking out of. Um, very different. I would say waterier from the, the festival foods one. However, Jake, The first one's pretty sweet too. Not now that now that I let savor on my tongue a little, they are more similar than they are apart. I would say that this one, the quick trip one, of course, this would be like a, this would be like a franchise quarterback. I'd franchise take this this beer right here. I won't let this beer get away. Yeah. I will celebrate it, feature it across everything. This one though, well, mystery irrelevant like. I do think, I do think this one also has plenty of flaws, but the same flaws that the franchise one has, but also can get the job done in a similar way. Did I, I say, just figure out where this fucking bit's going? Okay, hold on, carry on. <laughs> no, so far, Jake, drinking both in a blind test. This one is a Dak Prescott like beer. I could definitely get the job done in this one. Well, Mr. Irrelevant, maybe less celebrated, maybe, uh, you know, you forget about him. A Brock Purdy can do the same exact things. However, we also have a little bit of a mind twist in that, in that comparison, don't we? Now, today, of course, Monday, recording, we are recording this. One is celebrated with money. The other is Mr. Irrelevant. But one is the worst quarterback of all time. And then there's <laughs> Brock Purdy somehow today, Jake. Could win MVP as soon as this year. Wow. In conclusion, 
I do think there are differences, but more similarities, I would say, for both of these beers. And both are just as good, even though one in in our heart. We know, we we believe, we want to believe, maybe, can be the one that we always get and maybe go out of our way to get. But the festival food one also does just as good. What do you think, Jake? I do think. Sucks, but so does Brock Purdy. Let's. But one costs less. One does cost less, but let's just not forget that while we overreact. Let's overreact the other way as well. Ooh. Yeah. I'm I'm with that, Zach. Just because one is more surprisingly good Mm -hmm. does not mean it's better. One at the beginning of the year had MVP aspirations. The other one, everyone said, shouldn't make a team. A few months later, one is not deserving of anything, and the other surprised us so much that not only do we think he's pretty good we think he's the future for the next two decades and we need to remember kirk cousins is better than both of these beers today and kirk cousins is not very good correct okay you saved it there i'm not saying kirk cousins is good but i'm also saying rock pretty sucks let's not forget that because i think in a couple of years he's gonna get a big offer that the 49ers will not match. He will go to the Minnesota Vikings for fully guaranteed money. <laughs> yes. And, and we're going to be like, dude, this guy is terrible. And let's just not forget, terrible the whole time. Matt Ryan, always been bad. It's not a surprise this year. Kyle Shanahan got him that Super Bowl appearance. Congratulations to you. Got him that MVP. Maybe it's Shanahan. I don't know. Maybe it's George Kittle diving and making a one-handed catch. I don't know. Maybe Brock Purdy put it exactly where it needed to be. Maybe it's the MVP running back you'd knowingly traded for. Maybe. Could be that. And an all-pro offensive line in front. And- Brock Purdy is the Miller High Life of, beer, of quarterbacks, by the way. Yep. Sure is. Yeah, Dak Prescott, not far off. <laughs> Zach, applause. Thank you. So that's what this show is about today. This top button, though. Let's get let's get comfortable, ladies and gentlemen, because the rest of the show is about to go, and so is my voice if I keep strangling myself with this button. Okay. How are you doing? <laughs> I do kind of wish you were a history teacher just so that every class you could say, let's get comfortable. <laughs> I, I would. I would it lasts five minutes every class, and then you're like, all right. Enough of that old depressing stuff. Let, let's Let's wrap for a second. It's me, the new cool teacher, Mr. Z. You can tell by the Miller High Life I'm drinking. (laughs) (laughs) How cool I am. Yeah. (laughs) Zach, we're doing good today. Can I share one funny story with with you and the audience? Because I do think you'll get a kick out of it. Absolutely. It's work-related. Figure out which beer I'm going to drink first. (laughs) That's true. Okay. First off, metaphor out of it. Which one was better? I... I was 100% honest. I knew where I was going to go with the joke. Festival Foods one, a little sweeter. Quick Trip one, I I would say Quick Trip one, more Menominee. (laughs) Festival Foods, more Eau Claire. Little little Mickey Mouse in the Festival Foods one. You could tell Quick Trip one went through something as a kid. 
<laughs> that's the quick trip one is like old faithful. You put a little effort into the festival foods one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Very I'm true. with you. Uh, my story today, for those of you who don't know, I work at a college university and I sent an email out to students today, welcoming them back to campus. And what I meant to say, Zach, is uh, I always bribe students to read my emails. Um, so I was like, free candy if you respond to this email and let me know you read it. And I meant to say, respond with something nice you did over break. But what I actually said was with something nice, period. So my (laughs) inbox has been blowing up with compliments all day. It's the greatest (laughs) mistake I've ever made. I checked my inbox and all of a sudden I just saw an email that said, you have a great personality. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? And I just kept reading and it was just gassing me up. And I was like, did I just tell 400 students to compliment me for a prize? The answer, yes. They also feel like you're going through something too. Like he, he needs this. Let's all band together. He needs this today. My, I, by the way, was weirded out a little bit by the people I know, like genuinely complimenting me. I'm like, that's not what I wanted. The strangers <laughs> doing it. Awesome. The people I've never met who are like, I'm sure you're pretty cool. Awesome. Really, really good. Uh, my favorite was one student who I don't think I know responding. Remember, you're as beautiful on the inside as you are on the outside, which isn't necessarily a compliment. <laughs> it de- yeah, it depends on the first part. <laughs> I guess what you think about the what's your opinion on the outside, I suppose. <laughs> right. Also, d- did I just convince a student to flirt with me? I hope not. That's not what I was going for. You know, it's there's no good outcome on that particular one. No, that is true. You kind of just got to ignore it and hope they don't like wink at you next time you see no them. also my emails go to my boss so my boss was like <laughs> fishing for compliments and i'm like i really really didn't mean to but it's been a good day send an email out for me next i could, i've had a pretty bad monday as well what did i make a new folder called pick me ups yes <laughs> <laughs> good that's very funny you should print them out and just put them all over <laughs> my office yeah i know zach i i'm feeling pretty you know what i'm that picked up my day but i will say the football weekend let me down Mm, how so games kind of sucked that's how it let me down um games kind of sucked uh they went with the storylines that like are good but like it was the most predictable storylines you know some years it's like the writers get a little more creative you know um yeah I, I will say, I I truly didn't know who would win between Bengals and Bills. That one was a surprise, depending yeah. on which side of the story you were looking at, I guess. I've been riding on the Bengals the whole time, so I was kind of there for that. Because uh, my whole thing is, th- the Bills had no chance of beating the Chiefs. Like That storyline is written. Right. So, as cool as that is, I'm kind oh. of in on Bengals beat Chiefs. He's got... His Achilles heel is literally his Achilles. Right. Mahomes keeps fucking breaking his ankle every time he has to play these guys. It's getting a little bit old. Um, but the Bengals messed this up. We had three good teams, three good court, young quarterbacks in the AFC. And the whole thing was it was rock, paper, scissors. We knew rock beat scissors. We knew paper beat rock. 
So we knew Bengals beat Chiefs, Chiefs beat Bills, and then Bills beat Bengals. But then they reversed it, and they can't do both. We can't have rock beating paper. That's not how this fucking works. So now I feel like the Chiefs have to win. I feel like that's the curse reversed. Okay, that could be good. I, I mean, I said that when we ended. I was so bummed that we didn't go. I really wanted to be Bills Chiefs and then Chiefs or and then Bills Bengals. Sure. Or Chiefs that, yeah. Bengals. That's how I wish we could have gone. But the fact that we landed here, you know what? It's okay. Meanwhile, on the NFC side, it's like, ah, fun schmun. <laughs> Why don't the two <laughs> best teams just win? Yeah, I mean, again, we're assuming things. Like, I assume, assumed the two NFC teams that won, won. I also assumed uh, Doug Peterson, though, for the Jaguars would have found, a, like, a full hat by now. He's still rocking the visor. I'm very happy about that. He needs to, like, lean into that more. I know. To go one game at a time, I really thought the Jags fucking had him. I I really thought when the injury kicked in, I was like, this is how it happens. Every once in a while, Chad Hattie needs to remind the league who the fuck he is. And he did that. That was my takeaway. Like, don't fucking forget Chad Hattie is the dude. 98-yard touchdown drive. Is that what it was? Whoops. And then he goes back to the sideline and I'm good now. Pay me By the way, Dolphins fans, how much would you give up for Chad Henney this last weekend? No kidding. No kidding. Chad Henney, one of the funniest things uh, for me from that is I'm like, I just went and looked back Chad Henney college stuff. So I looked up to see Chad Henney uh, matchup, like bowl matchups to see like yeah. who he played against. One, by the way, his most recent, I believe the last one was Michigan, who Chad Henney played for was against Nebraska. Do you know who the quarterback for Nebraska was? Was it still Blake Martinez? <laughs> Zach Taylor. Oh, really? So Interesting. Do we, do we have a situation where Zach Taylor knows everything about the Chiefs, including Chad Henney? Or was Chad Henney the narc on the inside that told Zach Taylor about everything? You know, maybe he sold his soul kind of a, a alpha beta situation with Zach Taylor. I'm not for sure. But that was <laughs> is that an one. alpha beta situation? Is that Zach what that Taylor, is? Zach Taylor asserted him. Zach Taylor beat him in the college game. Okay. Zach, Zach Taylor got grossly outplayed by Chad Henney uh, and certainly wasn't the reason he won, but they did win that game. Chad Henney, by the way, also in college played a bowl game against Vince Young. Remember him from a few decades ago? <laughs> That's how old Chad Henney is. By he the also way, played against Tebow at a bowl game, by the way. League's racist. The fact that Vince Young's not in the, in the league anymore, but Chad Henney fucking is. I mean, maybe fair. But has Vince Young ever gone on a 98-yard drive, period? Chad Henney did. Since college? No. Pretty famously in college, but... <laughs> Dude, you know. Yeah. Go to a different college. He still has years of eligibility, maybe. Horns down. Hey, since COVID, everyone's got eligibility. This, you know what? I am not, by the way, ragging on COVID safety regulations. All I'm saying is I can't watch Big Ten basketball because every motherfucker has been playing for six years. I can't take it. It's driving me nuts. I I completely agree with that. Also, by the way, just talking about years of eligibility, we talked about it before, how J.R. Smith went back and played college golf. Yeah. 
I think we should get more like NFL bus going back and playing different sports. I think that could be fun. Ooh, for sure. All these quarterbacks that could have gone into baseball. That like any let's let's find one college to just send them all to, and that's just like the super college made up of like third year olds. Second chance, you. Get Coach JB coaching them every sport. It doesn't matter. That could be fun. Send them all to Jackson. Um, send them all to. Co- they've got to be coached by prime time. For sure. Yeah, that needs to be a special. I don't want to send them to Colorado though. Get them to like uh, Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon Antelopes. That seems it's like a good school for them. Bowling Green. No, Miami of Ohio. Miami Ohio. <laughs> Go Red Hawks. For sure. <laughs> That's right. Um, anything specific from the NFL this weekend? Um, I did, I'm not going to lie. I did love the, the not surprising at all, but funny collapse of the Dallas Cowboys. That was fun. The last, that was my favorite part of the weekend, I suppose. And it was the very last part that last play, not the play. Cause that was pathetic and funny, but they came out in that formation. Ezekiel Elliott was the center. They ruled him non-eligible. It was the stupidest thing of all time. Yeah. And then the 49ers called the timeout. And did you watch D'Amico Ryans? He's like standing on his tiptoes on the sideline. He, he was like looking at McCarthy and them like, are you fucking doing this again? Like fucking, yeah. I dare you to do that again. And then they came out and did it again. And it was literally like, hunt, boom, done. Play done. Like D'Amico's like peacocking on the sideline over there. And I, I love him. I hope he gets a head coaching mm. job somewhere. He might be my favorite coach in the NFL right now. I love him so much. He's so cocky. I do love him. Um, I really like the uh, who uh, Sirianni. Uh, I like Sirianni. Yeah, I like Sirianni a lot. Um, I'm in love with uh, the Giants coach right now. I know he's not Dayball. a coordinator. Day, Dayball's great. He's so good. Dayball's great. Dayball didn't want to be there this weekend. Dayball or Wink, are you saying? Oh, I was talking about Dayball. I do love Wink. Yeah, Giants did not want to be there. Wake up, Wink. (laughs) That was all. (laughs) Fucking wrestle. It's like, I knew it, you fucking loser. Um, After that game, or I guess suppose during it, like everyone was like, wow, I guess the Vikings were really bad. That was everybody's take. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes. What, I, why everyone acted at, on Twitter as if they were experts and they figured it out. They cracked the case. The Vikings are not good. I, Welcome. I'm going to dip my toe in the water here. A hot take. Okay. A little hot take uh, dip dive. I think the Eagles are going to blow out the 49ers. You think so? I think so. I think, yes, the Giants look terrible. I just think the Eagles really needed to buy, and I I think they look incredible. And I just think they're a bad matchup for the 49ers. Like, I think the 49ers defense is good, but to your point, no one's made them play catch-up yet, and I think they will have to against the Eagles. Maybe. But like, no I think the has... score could be close ish, but I just don't think we'll ever be like the 49ers could win this game. That's my the prediction. Whole, the whole thing about both of these teams is that their offensive lines can do whatever they want. 
Right. And but but now they both go up against defensive lines who also have been doing whatever they want. So it's like going to be a stalemate and then it's going to be, okay, which quarterback can actually make a play, which running back can make a play because the offensive lines aren't just going to be able to bully people. All right. (laughs) You'll be better at this game than me. Both teams get to take one defensive lineman either from (laughs) their graves, like someone who used to play for them but is no longer with us, or someone who used to play for them but is now retired and put them back on their D-lines. Who are you picking for each team? Like, who helps the most? Do we bring Reggie back from the dead? For the Eagles? I mean, yeah. If they could get Reggie White, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, um, I was thinking, what's the what's the guy they had in, like, the mid-2000s? He played a, a long time alongside Dawkins. Just a big, meaty D, uh, <laughs> D tackle. I know who you're talking about. Let me look really quick. I know who you're talking about. Uh, let's just go. Let's go 2011 stats. That sounds yeah. right. Um, I mean, it's not Cullen Jenkins, but I do like Talden Jenkins. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's like nobody here. Oh, Jason Babin. Uh, I don't think that's who I was thinking of. Um, oh no. How early are you thinking? I, uh, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm in the 2008 season. Play long at home. You know, who do you think it is? Um, I think that it could be, come on, baby, where's my defense? Um, I think I was thinking of Trent Cole. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, he's a good pass rusher. He's good. You bring back long. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can bring, fuck it, bring Reggie. back Colin Jenkins. I do like Colin Jenkins. True. Who the 49ers bring back that, bring back that nose tackle. <laughs> I mean, they're another one. They just got stacked from the, the beginning of time, a defensive line. Like you could also bring back Alden Smith if you really want. Like, he, was, <laughs> he was the first one that came to mind. Uh, yeah. He would gladly accept too. He's, he's still going through some shit, I think. I, I believe so. Yeah. I'm going to pick a random year and pick their sack leader. Let's go 2011. Uh, Cause they had a, I, I mean, if I could bring back a linebacker, I'd bring back Patrick Willis, uh, but let's go. Ray McDonald was a monster. Alden Smith yeah. was good that year still. Yeah. Both of these teams are st- the, the whole thing. Like you can listen to Sirianni and like he's figured it out just because he's not overthought his entire fucking team. Like he's just talked about like you win offense and defensive line and you win the games. Like welcome I know. to the sports podcast. We've been talking about it since before Alex Smith died and came back. You win in the fucking trenches. By the way, I heard my I forgot this catchphrase. My absolute favorite from playing football. You get out there, a hat on a hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. You always gotta put a hat on a hat. I love that one. I heard someone say that this week. It was like, uh, it was the Giants. It's one of the, I think it was Mike Tarico. It's like, this team really excels when they can put a hat on a hat. And I'm like, don't they all? Mike, you're right. To go out there and put a hat on a hat. By the way, Tarico, Angel. Collinsworth, after our little talk last week, uh, it's all time for it. 
He's so bad, dude. He is horrendous. And I'm convinced he's never seen Aaron Rodgers play football before. Because everything he says uh, Patrick Mahomes is doing for the first time or praises him for being the best at, Aaron Rodgers notably did it. And then he had the audacity of, I think it was Miles Sanders running the football, maybe. And he's like, that is a bad man. He did Stephen A. Smith's thing for him. I'm like, what are we doing, Colin? He's so corny. It's unbelievable. He he has all the charm of a grandpa who just walks around going, how don't you love football? (laughs) He's just like, he's kind of romantic about the game, but in a way where he just checks the box score. Yeah. And well, welcome to Pro Football Focus, too, by the way. That's all they do. No fucking Uh, kidding. I do love Mike Tirico, though. Um, to get to great to the AFC games, um, I I really enjoyed the Jags game. Yeah, Jags that Chiefs. was a good game. The theater of Mahomes getting hurt and then pulling up Paul Pierce coming back and stuff. By the way, him back. getting hurt, I thought Travis Kelsey was going to kill someone. I've never seen like he looked furious. Like I was like, oh, they're not going to lose. Never mind. Travis Kelsey's about to go off for four hundred yards. Yeah, Chiefs are Andy Andy Reid is underrated somehow. For sure. For sure. Because I don't get it. He is was somehow underperforming in Philadelphia, even though right. he constantly overperformed with his roster. And then people didn't give him I, I mean, us on top of it, like he was easy to make fun of with Alex Smith at quarterback. And then uh, ever since Mahomes got there, like Mahomes is going to get all the credit. Right. And I, I do believe he went from being like a really good offensive mind to being a really good head coach. Like I think he had clear flaws that in today's NFL, he probably would have been fired for, yeah. but I'm willing to say Andy Reed. And by the way, my word means a lot, obviously, but like, I'm willing to say Andy Reed is the best offensive mind in NFL history. Like I, I don't think there's a better offensive coach than Andy Reid. And in terms of head coaches, I think he deserves a conversation for Mount Rushmore, like a top four guy, personally. I think he's in a weird sports talk bubble where weirdly his reputation could go so up or down from here. Because yeah. if he somehow doesn't win another one, He's a one ring guy. Like he's, right. you know, like it's so weird, but it's like if he somehow doesn't win another one, which would take a lot because this isn't going to be the last year there, a shoe in for the Super Bowl. They would be like, how did you only get one ring for Mahomes? If he doesn't win another Super Bowl, he will be in the exact same. He'll be hand in hand in the legacy books, I think, with Mike McCarthy. I think people will talk about them that's as the I exact same. And that's a shame. I, I also think no one ever talks about that's such a good point with coach and legacy talk. He won't get into the conversation until he wins four Super Bowls. Like I mean, he'll be a romantic pick, but people will be like, it's Belichick, Lombardi, uh, Landry. Walsh. Yeah. Walsh, Landry, Parcells, I think would be ahead of him. Like, yeah, there's those old. I'd put guys. him above. Parcells is a really good comparison. It's an interesting one, yeah. Like I think most people, old school football. Oh my god! People, Imagine like, going to a bar with Parcells and Reed. <laughs> it would be, 
an unpleasant time, maybe. I'm not even sure. It might be great. It could be the worst. The Let's best ball-busting of all time. They'd somehow <laughs> both be in on it. Like, they'd lock eyes and be like, what'd you say? Like, they'd just be all over you, I think. Let's throw another coach into the mix, too, an owner, Al Davis. I want Al Davis there, too. Just, just a horrible person and who will talk so much shit. You know what? Would have been fun. That's true. That is true. Um, on the other end of things, I, I mean, just a butt whooping for the Bills. Uh, Destroy their people forget that their run defense isn't very good, but Cincinnati did whatever they wanted on the offensive line in terms of run blocking. Well, and here's the scary part of Cincinnati that people kind of miss is when they want to, they can just be like, they won't score as much, but they can just be a very complete like football team. Mm -hmm. And that's what they do against teams like the bills that like want a shootout. Like it's like, Mm -hmm. now they're just running it all over. They're controlling pace the game and they have a very good defense. I don't want to give them too much credit for this yet, but they are dangerously close to figuring out how to play football. The Cincinnati Bengals. Like I think Zach Taylor is very close to figuring out how to call an actual offense because if they want to, they can run for five yards per carry every fucking down because teams have to guard all of their receivers. Like people forget, like that's why Tom Brady always had, had a really good run game because he had receivers everywhere. That's why, we got uh, the Colts always had that one really good running back because Peyton Manning, he had to back up 50 yards to just see what Peyton's seeing, essentially. Like now the Bengals are just taking what the defense is giving them, which just seems obvious, but now they're dangerous. Now I'm like, oh, okay, they're pretty good. And also, still not something Buffalo's doing. Buffalo still has no idea how to do that. Correct. Also, run more because. <laughs> Yeah. If you run more, their whole thing is you have to keep Burrow upright. So one, less dropbacks is great. Like more play actions would benefit him a lot. Two, yeah. to your point, if with a guy like Jamar Chase, you can't do any safety blitzes. And you can no. almost do no weird blitz packages. Because it's like you can bring linebackers in different spots. But if you send a corner in, like heaven help you. Like he better get there. Well, there's that like not just Jamar Chase but then you also I think everybody at this point now and rightfully so respects Joe Burrow as being like one of the best in the NFL I think people finally realize he's Mahomes level and I would say ahead of him but like if you blitz he's gonna see that and just throw the blitz speeder immediately as well but then anyone who knew anything about offensive lines going into this game like just knew the Bengals had to run the football just because and Tony Romo kind of sounded surprised by it too like you figured something he always out. sounds surprised by the way that's true but like if you have a bad offensive line or an inexperienced offensive line you run the ball one because it's simple and they can figure out how to do that like every bad offensive lineman can run block in the nfl but then it also slows down the pass rushers which is the only thing the bills have like they just a bunch of von miller wannabes out there so if you run the ball at them then all of a sudden they have to play a lot slower and that's what they're going to do again against kansas city Right. And they're probably going to beat them because the Chiefs can't stop the run either. God, I don't – if we get Bengals 49ers, I would rather have – is this weird? I would rather have Bengals 49ers and Bengals Eagles. I kind of want Chiefs Eagles or nothing. Um, I, I, I either want both Kelsey's in or both Kelsey's out. <laughs> That's fair. 
that's fair. We I we gotta have a Kelsey Super Bowl. It's just way more fun if we have that. Sirianni and Andy Reid are both electric. It's just way more fun if those two are in it, except for the Brock Purdy storyline, which I'm sick of. But right. whatever. Also, I lied. I just really want the Eagles in because I need we've talked about this. I, I need the Jason Kelsey retirement speech, Super Bowl yeah. speech. Yes. Can't wait to find out what Lane Johnson's been up to. I can't wait to cry. Yeah, I can't wait to find out he couldn't lay off the juice. Also, backtracking a little bit, but speaking of uh, broadcaster opinions, which I, by the way, felt like I let something off my chest last week when we were talking about Collinsworth. Um, yeah. I'm going to do some research. No one says it, and I'll say it here. I don't, what's the last time Tony Romo and uh, Nance called a good game? Fucking stinkers three or four years only. Ago. It's unbelievable. How many times have you heard Tony Romo be like, well, it went a little different than expected, but that's football. (laughs) Like, it's unbelievable how often I've had to hear them, like, constantly, like, if you're just joining us, things got out of hand. Like, they're constantly filling dead air. Well, that's what Amazon was this entire year, too. That was just funny to watch Al Michaels get more and more pissed off. Because even at one point, he's like, I mean, it's got to get better at some point. And then... Can't remember his name. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Kirk Herb Street, which is yeah. like, no, it's it's not going to get better. Like th- this sucks. This is a terrible. These aren't horrible football teams. It, they just they were so negative, but it was in a funny way. It's just I think people love Ramon and Nance, and like, listen, I get it, but just uh, they're jinx. I'll say it now. Just awful football games. Well, also people don't love them. People have turned on them. Rightfully so. Not my people. I, no, people have turned on them. I turned way earlier because I'm a hater. Uh, and Tony Romo sucks. Tony Romo's the people one. have turned on Romo. No one can turn on Jim Nance. Well, yeah, yeah, that's fair. But they're a package deal now. You gotta go, Jim, Tony. Like they, they bought into each other. So now it's like, okay, then fuck you, Jim. Like, if you like that guy, what's that say about you? Oh, that's true. And Speaking of guys, Greg, Greg Olson's dick this week too. Oh, I don't like Greg Olson. That that was trending yesterday. That was the takeaway from uh, that game was how good Greg Olson is. It's not true. He is a good call every once in a while. He needs. I I will say I would be willing to give him a, another shot if he was with a better partner. I don't mind his partner. I don't think yeah. he's amazing, but I don't. I also don't, I don't think I don't think Greg Olson's terrible. I just don't think he's I, – I don't care what he has to say. Give me Greg Olson and Stu Gatz. I need, like, sports talk, like, yeah. pure, unfiltered sports talk and a very, like, genuine person. That's what I need paired with Greg Olson. That's fair. Because tight ends are softies. <laughs> no one ever talks about that. Like, that was Witten's problem was he was always, like, waxing poetic. Like, yeah. hey, man, be funny. <laughs> and he couldn't. Like Gronk, you know? That's the funniest thing you could do. Go back to the NFL and play for Las Vegas. That's funny. Why was Gronk so much better than all? Want to know why Gronk and Travis Kelsey are better than all the other tight ends? Two jocks that showed up to the position. Both, by the way, weren't supposed to play tight end. No. Yeah, no, no. Thank God, though. I. We can't have Travis Kelsey being a quarterback. We can't have that. No. He, he just needs to party. Too much studying is not good for him. He's, yeah, I know. 
he's great. New Heights podcast. If you haven't listened to that yet with him and Jason Kelsey, it's only a matter of time before they plug us. I know. I know. I'll, <laughs> we'll buy them out at, at, at some point. That's how good I think they are. I okay. Here's the thing on our dream show where we tag team with the, the New Heights podcast. Who's mm-hmm. our who's our split? We've done this a little bit before with uh, Squeaky Boys and Better Boys, but like, who's your dance partner? Like, if we break off, is it me and Travis? Or is it you and Travis and me and Jason? Mm. Like, do we go the older brother duo or do we go like, am I the more chaotic? Am I Travis Kelsey? Because I'll take it. Well, I think people (laughs) People listening at home, I think, who know both of us, will say uh, I would go Jason Kelsey because of the offensive line thing. However, I think you need to have the offensive line thing. So I think you're going to go with Jason and then I'll, I'll be Travis. will figure something out. I think chaos, you but. like, I think I couldn't rein Travis in. That's true. I would be trying to get him in trouble. <laughs> and sure. like you would just have really good questions for him. And I'm just going to let Jason talk. Yeah. Yeah. And I will get Jason in trouble by just poking a little bit. Like you'll be out there like outright with Travis and with Jason, you know. I just gotta my favorite episode, by the way. Now we're just talking about the New Heights podcast. Travis got Jason to rage quit one. I don't know if you saw that, but he made him <laughs> yeah. so mad they had to like start over. Incredible. Yeah. Jason also, though, is more about business. Like he he wants to get the show done. He has the bullet points, he has it scheduled out. So I think you could get him off. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know what I would do right away? We're talking WWE. Get the bullet points out of here. I <laughs> we could get him so fast. Like talk to me about wrestling. Also, I you know what? I I'm just going to throw some master degree words at him cuz I think another bit on their show that I like is he just throws words over Travis's head all the time. <laughs> yeah. Two can play the Pacificless uh no, that wasn't a real word. Uh, the the fake word game. That is a good game. Um, Jake, we're at a weird point in the show. Because you have a bury the lead, but if it's NFL related, do you think it can go next week? Because I Ooh. think we have a good segment into something else if we want to keep the show not two hours long. That's fair. I think we got doomed because it's guys who were eliminated. Oh, okay. We can do it. We can do it. All right. We're going to speed through attack. This is Barry the Lead. If you don't know don't what we're speed doing. through it. Give it the time it deserves. All right. You know what? It's Barry the Lead. If you don't know how the game works, watch a fucking old episode. No. I, it's Barry <laughs> the so Lead. angry. Dial it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry. sorry Try sorry. again. One more time. Start okay. again. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate all of our fans and supporters. Uh, who chose to listen to us? Uh, thanks for coming over from the New Heights podcast. Um, Barry <laughs> the Lead uh, is a, a classic segment where we talk about what should athletes be known for. Sure, mm. Katie Ledecky, greatest female swimmer of all time, but we should remember that she swam across a pool with a glass of chocolate milk on her head. Mm. Marcus Mariota, great college quarterback, uh, long pro career also called a lady fat while he was a uh, shopkeeper mm-hmm. you know this is what mm-hmm. people should be known for and who could join that pantheon of greats today zach will be up for you to decide and i will say this might be in my opinion 
the tightest race of all time. We've got three wow. great candidates. All three were eliminated from the playoffs this last weekend. Oh, that's tough. Okay. Well, at least they can live on one of them, at least, in our Hall of Fame here. The other two really have nothing to live for, I guess. <laughs> that's the spirit. First off, on that depressing trade, Saquon Barkley. What comes to mind when you think of Saquon? Uh, big thighs. Okay. Uh, always that may injured. come back into play. Okay. Always injured except for this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Super talented. Went to Penn State. Uh, not with Sandusky. And uh, otherwise relatively boring person, I think. I, he's just not a scumbag, which is nice, but not interesting. It's funny you should say that, Zach, because there's some pretty <laughs> good... He is. <laughs> no, he's not. But there are some pretty oh. fun facts out there for what I would have considered a pretty boring guy. Okay, okay. Let's hear it. First fun fact. Uh, this is the most vanilla. Um, Pennsylvania has Saquon Barkley Day every year. March 18th in Pennsylvania is still Saquon Barkley Day. I mean, figure it out. Like, let's... <laughs> What a, I mean, you got a lot of history in that state. You decided, hey, we need something Penn State. Let's make them forget about everything else. But remember Saquon's thighs? So big. So big. So big. Um, also, March 18th, like right out of <laughs> St. Patrick's Day into the thigh day. That's kind of fun. Do you know the significance of why that day or no? Um, I believe it was jersey number. I don't know. Um, it was uh, it was an interesting pick, but um, good for him. Still celebrated. I wonder how long that will last. Uh, he was once asked what are his greatest fears in life, and Saquon Barkley said, "Open water and ticks." Um, he's afraid of sharks in the open water, no matter what water that is, uh, and yeah. is still scarred from the one time as a child he got bit by a tick. I mean, ticks do be heightened everywhere. Like, I don't get it. Where do they live? No one's His been thighs, able to answer. Apparently. Like, do they come from the sky? Do they come from trees? Or do they come from the ground? Somebody let me know so I know where to look for them. Because you guys ne- of ticks. Have you ever seen a tick not on your body or somebody else's body? No. No. Well, because they're small. So are fucking ants. And you see ants everywhere. True. Well, you don't see a tick until not. it's too late. That's a great call. Zach, this was almost the nominee. Runner-up. Uh, he self-proclaimed the greatest Connect Four player alive. Zwan uh, considers himself my point. <laughs> to be the point. goat of Connect Four. The only person. Who do you think the only person is who's ever beat him at Connect Four? Hint, it's another NFL running back. Oh, Miles Sanders, I'm guessing. Christian McCaffrey. Of course. <laughs> I mean, always better. I was also, hoping it was going to be Coughlin, though. Quote, unquote, I only lost because I was overconfident. If he plays me again, he's toast. Dude, he hasn't got past it either. He's for sure still. He has a dartboard with Christian McCaffrey's face on it. True. Uh, and finally, Zach, our nominee. What should Barkley be known for? His thighs, of course, Zach. Um, and you may remember this story because it got shared during the combine a lot. Do you remember what his freshman roommate uh, at Penn State 
said about Barkley's appearance his first no. weekend at school. He was reportedly so startled <laughs> by Barkley's athleticism that he called home and said, quote, he has veins in his thighs that are popping out of his calves. I've never seen anything like it before in my life. He's a freak. Well, that's nice. Friend and roommate. <laughs> yeah, lifelong friend, it sounds like. Sounds like a I just guy. like the idea of walking into a room and someone's like, I have to call my mom. That is weird if your thighs are that veiny. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that's a that's a steroid situation, I think. I think that's a tell. All right, Zach. This next one, it was hard to pick a candidate because I was surprised by how much came up when I asked, what comes to mind when you think of Trevor Lawrence? Uh, voice doesn't match his face. A little, it's a, like an octave too low or yep. something. I'm not sure. It's weird. Um, I mean, Lindsay says his hair is very beautiful. I think it looks like he put Vaseline in it. Uh, he has a subway commercial recruited by the one and only Lord and Savior Dabo Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like an avatar. <laughs> he does look like an avatar. That's a great one. Uh, that's about it. Good at football ish. Yeah, good at football ish. College football legend at Clemson. Uh, that might come into an honorable mention. By the way, stat category for Trevor here. Because the first one, this was a little one, but I thought this was very funny. Clemson's in-state rival, of course, the South Carolina Gamecocks. They played a bowl game in Jacksonville this year. Okay. Part of that bowl game, on the screen before the game, they played a promo for the Jags. He got booed in this promo <laughs> ahead of the game because Gamecock fans just hate him so much. Nice. That's good. And then he tweeted out and he was like, I hate you too. Like it was like a very like in, in the joke response was like, thanks Trevor. Interesting. Okay. All right. There's one. Now we get into the meat and potatoes, Zach. First, do you know that a streak was broken for Trevor Lawrence this last weekend when he lost on Saturday? No. It, Zach, and apparently we tracked this, was the first time he lost a football game on Saturday. Since 2014. That's funny. For those keeping track of him, that was his sophomore year in high school. Because he only lost twice in college, period. And it was a semifinal and a championship game. So one of those was on a Friday and the other was on a Monday. That's insane. That's a very fun stat. Also, he made it through one round. They should have put him on Sunday this time. (laughs) give the guy a chance like he earned it you know nah hide him (laughs) make it the first game it's true he always has to play on saturdays earn it um so i thought that was a fun stat all right zach these two i'd had tough time picking but this is our runner up (laughs) he accidentally posted his wedding registry online when him and his fiance announced their engagement accidentally. That's right. The registry was loaded with great gifts, but fewer low priced items on the registry, Zach, include a coffee maker. How much do you think the coffee maker cost? Uh, $800. $1,000. A Roomba. How much do you think the Roomba cost? I'll go, I'll go $1,299, Bob. $400. Oh. It's right. We're around. Think- we're around. Yeah, I know. I went up, I went down. It's a robot. A sofa. 
How much is the sofa? Uh, uh, I'll, I mean, I'll go six ninety nine. Two thousand four hundred dollars for a sofa. Two thousand four hundred dollars. Yeah, actually, two thousand nine hundred dollars. I know, Jesus. Some Jacksonville Jaguar fans, Zach, even pooled their money together to purchase the couple some wedding gifts. After receiving gifts from Jags fans, Lawrence did donate $20,000 to local charities. I mean, refund the people, too. (laughs) Jackass. I'm so so inspired by this Roomba that I shall give to someone else. Make it a tax-exempt charity. Uh, Whatever. Dumbass. Fuck that dude. By the way, it's a very like for a guy who's like, I'm so humble. I'm a big, big God guy to be like, please, public, <laughs> buy me gifts. Like, come what, on, man. What do you think Dabo gave him? World's biggest cross, just like stone. Like, he can't move it. Like, it's like stuck somewhere or yeah. a signed picture of Dabo. I'm, I'm a little bit in the middle. I feel like it's a decoupage picture of the couple with Dabo. Maybe you're you're right. It's probably autographed. Dabo Same had to be Dabo. the minister, right? Uh, probably. <laughs> I'm pretty confident. Say yes. And Zach, his nominee. You're gonna like this one. I guarantee it. He got in trouble. Do you remember this story? His freshman year in college for something during an intramural basketball game. Do you remember it? That does sound familiar. I don't remember what, though. He was he went viral online after a clip of him shoving another guy to the ground in an intramural basketball game went viral. Um, the six-foot, eight-inch quarterback was playing in an intramural basketball game when his anger got the best of him. The incident occurred after Lawrence missed a three-pointer prior to an opposing player <laughs> attempting to set a pick on him. Lawrence then pushed the student twice before the student <laughs> fell to the court. The ref had to blow the whistle, and the game re- resumed quickly. However. It looked like teams had to keep Lawrence from getting further involved with the student who was on the ground. I remember that came out, and in my mind, everybody said this, but maybe it was just me. But I just remember going, he's allowed to play fucking intramural basketball? (laughs) Unbelievable that he was allowed to. Also, (laughs) here's my thing. You're Trevor Lawrence. What is that guy supposed to do? Like, like yeah. if you're getting pushed by Trevor Lawrence, what do I do? Headbutt Trevor Lawrence? Like, you know. Yeah, you have to crumble and apologize, basically. Also, I love a pick. I love a good pick. Mm, me too. Mo- it's always moving. Got to move a little bit. Force yeah, the ref it. to make a call. Kind of get in front of him. Um, last one, Zach. What comes to mind when you think of Josh Allen? Oh, um, Brett Favre. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, the prototype quarterback, he's basically 13, but in a very strong, like elite quarterback's body. Uh, went to college at Wyoming from, I think, Northern California. Just a country kid, just a blue collar worker, really a Bills Mafia kind of guy, Jake. That's right. Uh, dad and grandpa were both farmers. Big farm kids act uh, was only offered uh, scholarships from Wyoming and Eastern Michigan. Uh, had to recruit himself via an email campaign where he sent over five thousand emails across the country. 
How many recruiters were so annoyed with Josh Allen before they ever met him? You know, it was just like, uh, pass this on to five of your friends if you don't want Bloody Mary to show up at your door. It was just a chain email that he kept sending around that right. had like his clips on it. So it's like letters of recommendation where you forget to like put in the school. So it's like, dear name here. I'm right, very yeah. interested to be a quarterback at your university. Uh, runner up, Zach. Do you remember the choice words Jalen Ramsey had for him when uh, Josh Allen was first coming to the league? Uh, I, I just heard this a little bit ago because they ended up saying something again. I don't remember what it was. Though. I knew they had a rivalry, though. Uh, Jalen Ramsey made headlines when he called Allen trash. He labeled the quarterback a stupid-ass draft pick in September of 2020. Um, Ramsey did a U-turn on his previous comments uh, later when the two played together. Uh, and uh, Allen also had the last laugh when the Bills and Rams played. Buffalo won 35-32, and Allen threw for 311 yards and four tutties. I mean, let Jalen Ramsey be Jalen Ramsey. That's right. That's right. And by the way, let Josh Allen be Josh Allen because our final pick, Zach, one you're going to love because it includes Case Keenum. <laughs> you know the weight of my heart. Okay, here we go. Case Keenum was so <laughs> worried about Josh Allen not sliding when he was running downfield. Do you remember what wager he made with him to slide? No. Case Keenum. <laughs> Offered to show up to practice in only a jock strap if Allen slid feet first on a rush play. When was that? 2018. That's a, that's a weird no one asked him to do that. No, that's, by the way, I think he did it because Josh Allen the next oh. game slid feet first on the first rush play. And then when asked about it after the game, his response was, I can neither confirm nor deny those allegations. Allen told the athletic, the athletic did this article. I'm sure some of the receivers and running backs might have something different to say, but I can't really remember how much he was or was not wearing. I wish I knew this story before a couple days ago. Because I would not have bet on this football team. That's a weird thing. I, I have a very different perspective on Bill's Mafia, I think. By the way, it takes a certain kind of asshole to like... <laughs> Case Keenum puts his body on the line. He slides for one play to get him to wear a jockstrap and then never fix that fatal flaw for the rest of his career. <laughs> no. Did not hit home for him. No, he finds people. If there's a safety in the middle of the field, he'll run towards them just to try to stiff arm. So I think a different player should show up in a jockstrap every practice just to keep him sliding. If that's what he needs, I mean, that's weird. This this is this isn't about Josh Allen. This is about Case Keenum. I'm not, <laughs> that was the tough one with this one, Zach. But you have a choice to make. Do you pick Saquon Barkley and his alarming thighs? Do you pick? Trevor Lawrence and his bad boy intramural routine, or do you pick Case Keenum's jockstrap inspiration of Josh Allen? I mean, when it's separated like that, it's not Saquon's. He has big thighs. That's fine. Um, Save lives. 
Yes. Uh, I guess it has to be the Josh Allen case Keenum thing. Like I, Trevor Lawrence, like when it's separated out, like if we're reading it off a list, Trevor Lawrence, intramural basketball, try hard. Like that makes sense. But I think it's Josh a little Allen, shocking for his personality. Maybe, but then you say Josh Allen, uh, motivated gets motivated by case keenum's jock strap then you're like well i don't remember that like that's what we should always say first about josh allen yeah yeah absolutely absolutely josh allen welcome to the buried lead hall of fame congratulations you are in quite the group young man congratulations to you i mean it's a hall of fame that features jr smith twice need we say more like that's that's all you need to know. That's right. Look it up. <laughs> Listen to an old fucking podcast. Yeah, I know. I wanted to flip back into it. I was nice for as long as I could be. Support the show, goddammit. You know. <laughs> okay. Okay. The final thing of the day. Peter comes in trying to sneak peek at our show. Um, you know what? Oh, she's gone. <laughs> Let her in. Oh, I know. Release the Kraken. She's gone. Jake, this is a new segment that we are going to do every week for the foreseeable future that we're going to switch off on. I think it's going to be cool to look back on. And we're just going to name an artist, give three songs, and we're going to add it to a Spotify playlist for season five and each season going forward if you want to listen to it. So one artist that you're listening to or you want to recommend um, and just three songs by them, we'll add it to the list. So today, and we're starting off, uh, this is a small band. A lot of our people listening are from Wisconsin. This band is a small band from Fond du Lac called the Astronomers. So if you go on Spotify, you can just type in Flurry Sports Podcast Season 5. But I have three songs here from the Astronomers, um, which is I would consider them like indie pop is that indie pop for sure if you like quinn 92 uh ajr john bellion yeah like it has very much that sound um one song which isn't very popular there's i think it's from 2019 i think i don't know how this song didn't go huge and i think like if it gets discovered it feels like a top 40 song for me is area 51 if you haven't listened to that Obviously, go listen to that. That song is going to go huge. Uh, Hotel Rooms is very good off of their album that dropped in either November or December. It's their first full-length album, I believe. I got Hotel Rooms on there. And then I did Overthinking, which is the most famous song. I just put that on there. Uh, So you can be cool once that one gets big, I suppose. Uh, But definitely go listen to them. They're very good. Um, But yeah, listen to Area 51 and tell me how that's not like on top 40 radio everywhere it feels perfect for it i think the same thing about overthinking like it's not my favorite song by them but i'm like that is your all-time low like i don't know how it didn't blow up it's starting to a little bit i think it just crossed four million listens i think on there Mm -hmm. but like that's an outlier for them so this is a band that's gonna go big like they have to i feel like get in now get in now Buy your stocks now. However, I'm going to call them out really quick. Astronomers, follow me on fucking Twitter. I have more followers than you. You have nothing. Just follow me on Twitter. 
<laughs> That's um, um, okay. This, uh, this segment had a little <laughs> to it. Sorry. Apologies. I just had a cheers to you. Miller High Life cheers. Do you have to go drink two beers now? Yeah, that's, that's that's what this video does. Yeah, share it to two of your five year enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> See ya. Yeah.